Hello and welcome to the show. Welcome to History Bluffs, where truth is stranger than fiction. I want to welcome to the show our virtual stage, Gina. Hi! Hello, America, or really anybody in the world who is listening, and perhaps some aliens. How are you? Welcome to History Bluff. Uh, my name is Gina Bobina. I'll, I will be your host tonight for a fun game show that you can play along as much or as little as you want, but we'd love it if you played. Uh, so here's what we're going to do tonight. Um, I'm going to introduce a few uh, historians, and what, they're, what they have been given is a topic. I'll tell you that in just a moment. That topic was only given to them a short time ago, and they each came up with a story to tell you uh, related to the topic. Now, there could be a point where the, uh, there are going to be three people participating, Two of them are actually telling the truth. One is bluffing. So this is the game show where you determine whether truth is indeed stranger than fiction, and you also get to suss out who's bluffing. So let's introduce our players. First, let's go with Carlos. He's all the way in Chicago, where I think they're having a heat wave. Hello. I'm all the way in Chicago, is it where hot? I think we're having a heat wave. Oh, that's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, my oh. gosh. You get out of my head. You get out of my head. No, you get out of my head. I got a cord order going your way. Damn what it. about them apples? That was quicker than, that was, that was not what I was expecting. I had to go see about a girl. <laughs> yeah. Other Am I that things girl? from uh, that movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. See about it. I don't know that movie. Google movie? Hunting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Where there is controversy as to whom uh, actually wrote it. Uh, so anyway, so what uh, what are your thoughts today? Uh, how you doing? What's up? Tell us a little I about yourself. Doing well, it was a little warm today. I took a bit of a bike ride mm -hmm. to work, uh, a long bike ride past Fulton Market, past UIC East, all the way to work. And I, I was a little warm by the time I got here. I, had, I packed a change of clothes, though, so everything was good. Uh, yeah, Chicago is right in the middle of summer so it is exactly where it needs to be not too hot though not like in europe oh it's not too hot now okay i was just in not new york too hot. just the appropriate was... amount of hot good good new york was hotter than florida and, and it was awful so i know so let's let's go but hi hi carlos and now we're going to introduce darren darren's coming all the way from orlando florida oh hey hi Hey, what's up, Darren? Darren, um, I'd love to learn a little. Tell, tell me about yourself. What's up? How, tell, tell the world who you are and what you do. Uh, my name is Darren. Uh, that's been established, I think. And yeah. um, I, I really don't do much of anything anymore. I'm retired. Oh, that's right. Dar Darren is retired. He had his own company. And uh, But Darren, when you, um, when you are like not having anything to do, what is your favorite thing to not do? My favorite thing to not do is probably to travel, which I've been not doing a lot of. Oh, I, I know you had, the, you had the Rona. Yeah. That's right. Mm. right. Well, I'm sorry you got the Rona, but you're better now, right? I am better now, and so I should travel. Yeah. Bye. Oh, no, no, no. no wait, wait, wait. Just, just for like the next like 30 minutes, stick around, okay? Oh, okay. Um, because, <laughs> mostly because we're introducing somebody that's kind of around the corner from you, and his name is Chris. Everybody say hi to Chris. Hey, hello, hello. Hi, Chris. So you live downtown Orlando as well, right? Like, uh, don't uh, yeah, you? Yeah, close. Yep. Yep. And um, how long have you been growing your hair? For those of you who can't see, uh, Chris's hair is super curly and it's down to his shoulders, which for super curly hair past, means. It's actually past my shoulders. You oh, see wow. It because it's dry. It's dry and it shrinks up when it's dry, but when it's wet, it's down about here. Um, uh, he's pointing uh, to his chest for those of you who can't yes. see. 
so I've been growing it. Actually, uh, last time I got a haircut was uh, would have been uh, the very end of February of 2020. Yes, I love that you're keeping this streak going, even though everybody's <laughs> back to work and things like that. Well, not California, I suppose. But um, anyway, so I want. So I'm so glad you guys are here. We're going to um, introduce the topic now. Adam, would you throw this up on the screen? The topic tonight is rod. The word rod, and you, the uh, gentleman here can interpret that however they would like, and each will have a little bit of time to tell their stories. I'm going to also uh, throw up the rules. There aren't very many, but if you don't mind, if you're playing along at home, um, we just ask that you um, just ask that you do not Google if that's okay, or if you Google, please don't give any help to our players because um, one person is bluffing and the other two are telling the truth, and we are not. Um, we're not going to reveal who was actually the bluff until the very end of the show. So um, keep your uh, keep your comments um, not related to the topic if you can, or not uh, don't call anybody out. Um, the true story is uh, all facts. The bluff story is fictional. They can throw some facts in there to kind of throw you off the scent if they want, and then um, everything is somehow related to how they interpreted the word rod. So um, those are just those are the only rules. I mean that's just it. So all we have to do now is get started. And I would like to start right in the order that it is. Chris, let's get, let's start with you for number one. And this is your first round. Your first round will oh, be 75 oh. seconds. Is this Adam, round? Which round oh, is this? Well, I'll tell you in a second, Adam. I'm telling more rules. I'm sorry. There were more oh, no, rules. You go ahead. I, I bluffed you all before. Um, the other rule is that um, each round will get slightly shorter each time. Just to mess with you. Um, so first round is going to start in a little bit. So, Adam, we're in round one. We're in round one. Round, round one. one. And Chris? Yes. Um, I would like to start your time and your topic right now. Okay. So when I heard the word rod, um, it reminded me of some high school and college road trips because we always had pretzel rods on hand when we were on those trips. So my topic, inspired by rod, is pretzels. And I'm going to take this, my story is going to include Italian monks, the Catholic Church, war, weddings, Germany, and then I'll bring us to the modern era of pretzels, okay? So, to begin, pretzels were invented in Europe in about, you know, hundreds of years ago. No one's exactly sure when, but there are several key stories to the history of pretzels. One is involving Italian monks and where they created pretzels because they were a way to treat children for doing well in school. And they created these pretzels because the pretzel was dis uh, designed to look like praying hands. That's the design of pretzel, praying hands. Um, and the Catholic Church jumped on this um, and they were giving out uh, pretzels during uh, Lent and fasting. And there were these tight regulations. So they gave out uh, these pretzels during Lent for people to eat during Lent with the praying hands. And I'm going to say more in the next round. Um, I'm holding my hand to my face in uh, in like the prayer kind of position because that's a BS present. I mean, you're going to give children pretzels because they did something good or bad. That's gross. Um, Darren, what do you think? Well, I don't know about the pretzel rod, but I think the traditional pretzel shape was actually invented in the Reformation when Martin Luther nailed pretzels onto the door of the church and hung them on the nail. The I think he hung 99 of them, right? Yeah, 99 pretzels. And <laughs> with the rods, they would just fall off the door. So. Oh. 99 
that is smart. And they do press together in such a manner. If you make pretzels, that's what they do. Carlos, your thoughts on this? Is Chris bluffing, truthing? What's up? Yeah, Chris's story is making me hungry. All this talk of pretzels and food is making me hungry. For the truth, full of it. What was that? Poppycock and nonsense. That's what it was. Hungry for the two. No, real pretzels are gross. I had a soft pretzel in New York last week. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Stan, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Okay, so now um, that leaves us to the end of Chris's story. Chris, we don't know yet. But I kind of, I don't know. I just think that's a mean trick for the kids. But it could be true. And so what we need to do now is go on to our next player. It's going to be Carlos. And Carlos, you're going to do your round one right now. Oh, there's the clock. Okay. So I'm going to talk today about Rowdy Rods. Now you're thinking to yourself, do you mean Rowdy Roddy Piper, the wrestler? Yes and no. I'm actually talking about how Rowdy Rods came into existence. They were a brand of fishing rods that were released in the late 90s through the aughts, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper's face. Um, people don't know this, but, uh, you know, when he was growing up, he didn't have a great relationship with his father. He grew up in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan in Canada. He's Canadian, even though he wore, his, uh, wore a kilt as his wrestling uh, persona. Uh, and his actual name was Roderick George Tomes. And his father and he didn't get along that well. But one thing that they did get along at was fishing. They would go fishing together, his father and him. They'd take him on fishing trips in the summer. Uh, and, you know, they really had a nice time together, really, for those moments. They would go to Chippeyan Lake. Sorry for the pronunciation. It's Canadian words. Wolf <laughs> Lake. Uh, you know, they would go to Blackstrap Lake at South Saskatchewan River. More to come. Oh, thank you so much, Carlos. I love that uh, he and his father bonded over fishing, and it was really cool. That's great. Good job wow. on the pun use there. I, I know. I don't know. Tomatoes. I don't Not know yet. why that's a oh rim shot. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rod I mean, and a real. Never mind. People. Canada has a variant temperature. I mean, it's not cold everywhere. Mm. <laughs> well, time. um. Darren, what do, you, what do you think of his story? Because um, I'm not sure if it's true or not yet. It's a little too soon for me. I don't well, know about I, you. Any man who wears a kilt in the proper style would not like um, sharp hooks dangling on strings in anywhere near them. In the vicinity. In the vicinity. Um, they, I mean, they could get hooked in your ball and tackle. And yeah. 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 Very dangerous. Don't take the bait. Um, Chris, what do you think? Excuse me, I was just choking because I was <laughs> coughing up on Carlos's tr attempt to try to feed me this fishy story. Um, this is, oh. uh, he, he didn't get along with his father, but all of a sudden they go fishing and everything's fine and they just, they get along swimmingly, pun intended. Mm, okay. <laughs> and, they, and they're fishing and fishing and, and everything's fine. I, I, I well, thank you, thank you, trombone section. Um, I, I, I just, I don't buy it. I need more information, but right now I don't buy it. Well, I think it's really funny that it's like, oh, the father and the son, they don't get along. And then, but see, here's the thing as a female, I don't get you boys anyway. Like you guys can get in a fight and then next thing you know, you're best friends. You can go fishing and bond all day. You won't say a word. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, we're going to move on now though to Darren, because you haven't had a chance to talk this round. Um, Darren, why don't you start your story and we'll begin right now. All right. 
So my story is about Rod Serling and how he invented the very first television rerun. So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, you're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind, a journey in a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead, your next step, Twilight Zone. So thank you, thank you very much. It's been over 60 years since the Twilight Zone debuted, and they're still showing reruns, right? It's got to be. It's got to be the first TV show that they ever did reruns of, right? No, no. Yeah. It's, oh. it's actually not The Twilight Zone. In fact, it started four years before The Twilight Zone while uh, Rod Serling was still just sort of an unknown freelance script writer living in New York. And uh, in 1955, the Kraft Television Theater televised a program based on one of his scripts. And... Uh, to Rod, it was just another screenplay, and he didn't even watch it when it aired on TV. And the title of this, this show that he did, was called Patterns. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't write the Twilight Zone show? Oh, he did. This is before the Twilight Zone. Oh, this is before the Twilight Zone. Okay, okay. But I would just like to point out to our other contestants and our studio audience that Darren wasted 20 seconds, I counted, actually 19, uh, on just doing his uh, effects for the Twilight Zone. It was really good, though. In case you missed it, there was paper. There was a flying hourglass. It was great. I loved it. I, I, you know, I did, too. Chris, Chris, what are your thoughts? Tell, well, tell us what um, you think. So my initial thought is, Excuse me, I've never heard of the TV show Patterns, but I did definitely see patterns in Darren's uh, use of space and time to distract us from the fact that he is just reaching for information. He's just, he's just reaching for fake facts to feed us because we're gullible. He thinks we're gullible and that he just throws out Rod Serling, who is an amazing, was an amazing writer. Um, and that we're going to just believe this other story. So I'm I'm uh, I'm skeptical, and I want to hear more. Okay, okay. So we've got a skeptic, and what do you think, Carlos? Do we have a Do we have a cynic? Do we have a, a believer? What do you think? Uh, I believe that the Twilight Zone uh, estate should uh, possibly sue him for uh, playing their opening as his answer? Question mark. I'm not sure. First of all, I didn't know that we got our own personal sound effects, so I need to talk to Adam and Tech about not filling me and Chris in on that. Because uh -oh. that's unfair. Oh. Number two, um, I seem to think that Desi, I, I was under the impression that Desilu Productions was a production company that uh, did most of the groundbreaking stuff back at that time. So uh, it seems odd that it would be Rod Sterling. Well, I would have to say that I was confused because I thought the first rerun on TV was Fred Berry from What's Happening. But, you know, that was before. I mean, this is all happening before that. So I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know who to believe yet. Audience, what do you think? Okay, nobody. People are being quiet right now. Okay, so we're going to move on. Um, Adam, Adam the Tech. Oh, by the way, Adam, don't worry. We're going to just yeah. call you Adam the Tech. We'll never tell people your real name so you can't get in trouble for playing that music. Oops, and then when you edit it, edit it down to six seconds or less, and then you can't be in trouble. Okay. okay. Yeah. So now, Adam the Tech, we're going to move in right now to the best round is round two. This is where we get deep. Going to round two. <laughs> All right, we're gonna start right now with uh, with Darren. Darren, give us your deep rod. Go for it. 
Okay, so after the uh, first showing of Patterns, the studio received such positive feedback that they produced a repeat performance of the show. And it's the first time a TV program had ever been replayed at the request of the audience. But videotape didn't exist at the time, so they reproduced the show exactly, meaning they took the same cast and crew and literally acted it out live over the air a second time. And this second live performance, which was just a month after the first one, was just as successful as the first performance. And it inspired New York Times films critic uh, Jack Gould to write an essay about the use of replays in television. He said that Patterns was a prime example of a drama that should be seen more than once, whereas a single broadcast was the normal for television shows back then. Nobody had ever done the same show twice before. Oh, well, you can use your time. Oh, too late. Okay. <laughs> Nobody had ever done the same show twice. Well, that's when it was invented, the summer break. Oh, my God, that's the worst. Um, we are going to move in. Actually, Carlos, what do you, tell us Tell us your thoughts so far. Did that did that sway you in one way or the other? Uh, not really. I mean, we're still talking about this show that neither Chris nor I have ever heard of. And I got to tell you, Gina, I've watched a lot of TV in my day a lot of syndication, a lot of repeats, and that there was this show that magically has disappeared. I mean, we even know about Doctor Who shows that were taped over by the BBC, you know, so if we know about shows in another country that were deleted by the studio, how do we not know about a show in the States? Ooh, I do like the fact that Darren dropped in that they didn't have videotape yet. And whether that was to throw us off the scent or that's accurate, we don't know. Very, it's convenient is what it is. Convenient, it's convenient, yes. That's what. That's a great word. That's kind of where I was going. All right, Chris, your thoughts, your thoughts. Well, I'm going to pick up right where you two were just talking about that fact that he threw in or alleged fact that he threw in that they didn't have uh, videotape or film of the show. Uh, I think we just witnessed his second live performance of Distraction and trying to get us away from the the, the story focus that he's just pulling things out of thin air like they did apparently on Patterns because they didn't have a, a way to uh, record the show. Yeah, and I'm so curious what it was about. I mean, it just if it was so good the second time, I don't know. I'm so excited. I cannot tell if it's true or if it's not. So we're going to have to move on now because we've, we've already talked this one out. Um, Chris, I would like to hear the second part of your story. So that's going to start as soon as you're ready or example or for example right now. All right. So um, I will pick up where I left off. And uh, so just like, uh, you know, certain uh, diseases and plagues, pretzels, because they were so cheap to make, spread across Europe. Um, And I mentioned war and weddings. So in in the 15th century, um, the Ottoman Turks were about to invade Vienna, Austria, okay, by digging tunnels under the city. Well, Austrian monks were in the basement, were in their basement uh, making pretzels. They heard the Turks underneath them, and they were able to uh, warn the the authorities, and the uh, siege attempt was thwarted because they were downstairs baking monks. Fast forward a couple hundred years to the 16th century, um, and they were used as wedding uh, couples in royal weddings in Switzerland would use these um, because that's where they invented the phrase tying the knot because they were pretzels. They gave out pretzels to couples that were getting married, tying the knot. 
I don't know what is true and what is not, but I know there are metaphors aplenty for these pretzels. I'll tell you what. All right, Carlos, what are your thoughts? So the expression tying a knot is because of pretzels? Question mark again? That is, uh, that sounds sus, extremely sus, you know? And also I like historical, so history is like not, you know, not necessarily has to be this vast thing. It just, it can be short and compact and, and say what you will about, uh, you know, Darren's story, it's, it's short and compact. It takes place in the fifties and the sixties of television. Mine takes place within the nineties and the aughts. And, and then you have Chris, it's like, oh, cut to 300 years later. You know, well, <laughs> so it's much harder to verify is why. Oh, that is can't, true. You can't find the, the backup for this? Well, I don't know. That is true. But I will say when he said that the monks thwarted the Turks, um, thunder in my house happened. <laughs> like, it was like, duh, 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 duh. so who knows? It be like verifying his story. I don't know. What's that? What's that? A peaceful group of people thwarted some violent aggressors back in the day. I don't Fair. think so. Fair. I don't, I don't know. A so. peaceful group of bakers. I don't know. Well, we have to learn more. Um, Darren, I, I would like your take on this, though, before we move on to uh, from Chris's story. Well, I have good news and bad news. The good news is a driver update is available for my Epson printer. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing. Do you um, would you like us to pause the show while you do that? Uh, no. Uh, the bad news is that came up and minimized all my windows <laughs> during this. <laughs> I was wondering why your video got choppy there for a moment. So let me ask you this: Did you even hear Chris's story? And even if you didn't, please give us your in input. <laughs> I I did only hear a little bit about it, and um, you know, I was not aware how integral pretzels were to. Uh, stopping the Austria-Hungarian invasion. Yeah, I think I think my favorite was that pretzels spread across Europe like it's a plague or something. <laughs> a plague of pretzels upon us. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Adam the Tech. Well, that that completes this round. Which um, no, 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 I lied. We have not heard the last part of um, anybody's story except well, we heard Darren and Chris. We need Carlos. Carlos, we haven't heard your story, man. Um, this is your time. We're going to start right now. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, so Rowdy Ron Piper, uh, a.k.a. Roderick George Toombs, he grows up, of course, and as we all know, eventually he finds his way into wrestling. Uh, other wrestling associations first. He works his way up uh, through wrestling associations in Canada, North America, eventually gets himself to the WWF, now the WWE. And throughout his life, he continues uh, to fish, you know, off and on. He's, he's not crazy about it, but he does fish a lot. You know, he he really enjoyed that. Uh, again, it was uh, and what I, uh, I if I wasn't clear, he fishing didn't fix the relationship with its father. It's just the only time when they seem to get along, actually eventually left the house in his teens because he just didn't get along uh, with his parents. Uh, but in any event, like as he lived his life, he would fish and sometimes he would take his friends with him. Uh, and eventually he met someone which would uh, get to the rally rods. And I'll get to that in the last second. I missed that last um, sentence he said. He would get, he met somebody who. He would find someone that would help him, a manufacturer of fishing rods that would help him eventually 
create the rowdy rods, which is not right. create. He's not like he wasn't inventing rods. He was just like, you know, putting a brand on rod, you know, because you like fish. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And um, whether your story is true or not, I think I side with the parents because if somebody gets the nickname Rowdy, I anticipate that they're probably very um, fun, but also maybe a little bit hard to deal with. Um, so I read it. Go to Chris. What are your thoughts? Well, um, the one sentence that jumped out at me was that he was not crazy about it, but he fished a lot. What, did somebody force him? I mean, I saw Rowdy Roddy Piper wrestle live. He was a big man. There was very few people who could force him to do anything he didn't want to do. I don't buy that he didn't like fishing, not crazy about it, but he fished a lot. It's 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 far-fetched for me. Oh, please tell me that the fishing rods were for big and tall people. That would make me so happy. Uh, Darren, Darren, what, what do you think? I, I'm still grappling with the idea of a professional wrestler doing such a Zen activity as fishing. And like, is he like body slamming perch into the boat? I mean, <laughs> what's going on here? Is there, does he, the fish get in and he grabs like a folding chair and he's just smacking it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm I, gonna I can't picture that. it. What? I can't, I can't picture it. I mean, I can picture it. I just, I, I can't picture it. Well, I'm looking to see if perch is really in Canada, and there are. There's 16 species. Okay, so that could be <laughs> could be slamming perch. So um, I think that that wraps up round two very nicely, which actually um is also a very nice segue to round three. Yes, and we have heard we've heard bits and pieces. This is where this is where this all comes together. You decide right now if by the end of this round, which is going to be only 30 seconds long. Um, you all decide whether you believe who you believe, who you don't. And we'll have a, a little talk about that afterwards. But we are going to open this round with Carlos. Carlos, let's pull you to the screen. And then as soon as you're ready, we will start, for example, now. Oh, okay. All right. So as I said, uh, Roddy Wad enjoyed fishing. Uh, and he would fish with uh, colleagues and such. He would, from time to time, he would bring out like, you know, Rick Flair joined them once and Bret Hart joined them once. And uh, Vince McMahon, who owned, or owned the past tense now, the WWE, or he was the president of it, he invited them onto his yacht once where Rowdy met uh, Jeffrey Barrett of the Barrett Rod Company. And they talked about, hey, you know, you have a great brand. Why don't we, we can sell some rods with your face on it. It makes sense, Rowdy Rod. Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Rod. It makes sense, so let's do that. And they sold them in the late 90s and early aughts. Oh, I wonder if they're still around, like, after he died. Uh, no, I'm so, they stopped, uh, they discontinued them uh, in the late aughts. Oh, rest in peace, Rowdy Rod. And, oh, Rowdy, yeah, Rowdy, Rowdy. yeah, yeah. Is that a buzzer on his life? Adam? Yes. Yes. Aww. Yes. What? I, I'm going to get one too when I go. I get the buzzer too. I'll give you a buzzer when you go. Don't, Thank you. Um, hopefully you won't go before me though. Right. So Darren, Darren, I would love to hear your take on that. You know, I, I'm taken back to, I feel like you're confused with Rowdy Rod. I think you're actually thinking of Rod Roddy, who was the longtime announcer on The Price is Right, who <laughs> also died tragically. I think Happy oh, Gilmore okay. got him. Was that a buzzer <laughs> for Rod Roddy? That was, yeah, yeah. that was Rod Roddy's buzzer. <laughs> Rod Roddy, buzzer, rest in peace. Chris, please. Well, um, I was uh, thrown for a, a, a loop uh, because we, we heard all this background from Carlos, and then we never really got much in-depth detail on, you know, who was 
I don't know the, the whole rowdy rod thing. It was like it was like fifty four minutes of lead up to a one minute little blurb about oh yeah by the way he likes his fishing rods and that was it and and so it was this huge distraction uh trying to cover up the fact that he is bluffing carlos is bluffing much like vince mcmahon and grady roddy piper did a lot during the wwf days he's bluffing oh my god he just someone called steve austin called you out like he I mean, just I guess. I mean, he, he didn't invent fishing rods he just put his brand on one i mean what do you want Ooh, fight, 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 no? Doesn't I don't that have any fight music. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all oh, right. There will be fight music, but you have uh, Twilight Zone. Play the Twilight <laughs> Zone music. Fight, 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 fight. fight, fight, fight. <laughs> We're going to oh get them. We're going to get them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. I wish you all could see this because this is the best episode to watch. It's very fun in the frames. Um, Chris, what's that? What's that? Watch it on YouTube. Okay. Oh, we go. got Chris's take on that. Yeah, watch it on YouTube. But Darren, let's hear your take. And if you want visuals, go for it. I don't care. <laughs> so my take, my final piece. You mean? No, no, no. How you thought about Carlos's story? Did I already get your input? Yeah, I think we passed you that did, point. Actually, we're ready to go oh, well, to the next contestant. Yeah, story. let's go to the next contestant. I would, um, Darren. Why don't you just stay on the screen right okay. there and and finish up your story? Because why not? Okay. Oh, and oh. you know when you can start right now. Thank you. You're welcome. So conventional wisdom back in the early days of TV was the sponsors thought that what people wanted was a, a new episode every week. And so to get the biggest audience, they would buy a new script every week, which, of course, the writers love. But uh, what Gould suggested, the New York Times film critic, was that as there more networks open, uh, the viewers would have more choices and they, they would they would watch different things. And so by having a, a second showing, you give the people who missed it last week a chance to see it this week, and sponsors would make more money. Oh, so they, did, they invented reruns to make money. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I know, right? All right. Well, that actually scans, so I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you're lying or not. I really, truly don't. Chris, Chris, you're shaking your head no. Why? I'm shaking my head because you're telling me that network executives in that time period in the 50s that they listened to a tv writer over their sponsors i don't think that those people went to the bathroom without the permission of their sponsors they took everything for money so i'm going to say hogwash to that no 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 I don't, I don't buy this story chris didn't even call you a bluffer he said hogwash that, that's almost worse <laughs> that's said, good day sir I said goodness. <laughs> Carlos, 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 oh, man. Hogwash and poppycock all the way down. Um, <laughs> I have to say that it's hard for me to dispute uh, his, this last portion when it's about money. When, I mean, quite frankly, the whole Rowdy Rods were made just to, to make some money. So it's oh, hard for me at this point to dispute it. Although Chris does make a valid point. It's like, why would the network studio guys listen to uh reviewers and that was probably kind of new for them too to listen to tv reviewers it's like who are they that's not even going to be a thing they probably thought in five ten years so uh i don't know i'm a 50 50 right now it's tough i, it's just, a I, would, I think toughie. i had to believe him carla what'd you say it's what it's a toughie 
It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Not a huffy, but a toughie. Um, I would like, I think that, I, I don't know. I think because he made very good mustard, maybe they listened to him. Goulden's, I don't know. Like, that's amazing. So, Chris, I would, oh, no, we already got everybody's input. I would like, actually, Chris, I would like to go to you because I think that you're the only person who hasn't finished up your story for all of us to make our judgment on. So, we're going to judge you yeah. right now. And I mean, okay. right now. <laughs> all right. So, um, pretzels are now uh, very synonymous with uh with germany uh because pretzels and beer and oktoberfest um and and that happened um you know it, it became huge in germany uh but it german immigrants to the u.s started creating pretzels in the u.s and in 1909 the snyders of hanover company in hanover pennsylvania was created and they're the ones that made the first pretzel rod that's bringing us to current day they make minis and snaps and all these sourdough nibblers but the pretzel rods is still one of their biggest sellers today okay um i would like somebody to invent soft pretzels in a bag that would make me so happy um, <laughs> inventors 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 we'll even put you on as a sponsor um darren your thoughts you know i'm actually finding it very plausible that germans came to america and thought americans were not sophisticated enough for a shapely pretzel and they made them a simple rod pretzel. Yeah, that is true. Because that's all or, they can handle. Yeah, or they have that phallic thing, you know, that that disease, or you know, the thing where they like. I don't know. Anyway, Carlos, Carlos, your your turn. Okay, so it, you know what? That seemed like there was a lot, a lot of buildup just to get to pretzel rods, like in the last two seconds of Chris's story. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and also, what is Germany synonymous with pretzels? Everyone's synonymous with pretzels. I had a pretzel at a rent fair this past weekend. Um, I would just, uh, in terms of the uh, pretzels, I love them, but I hate the hard ones. So I don't know. Oh, like, but, but I will That's like a weird thing. That's weird. It's weird to hate the hard ones. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to, this is your chance though. This is the last, that was the last round. This is now everybody gets one chance to um, either call somebody else out or maybe add to your story to support it more um, and tell us who you think is bluffing and who you think the truth tayers are. Obviously you won't think yourself unless you're like me, but uh, Darren, we'll start at the very top Darren, What do you think? Your final words, your final round. Well, you know, I don't know a lot about professional wrestling, which uh, leads me to think that uh, uh, Carlos is lying because he knows, came into this knowing that I know nothing about professional wrestling. I it's barely a good know you. I barely know you. That is true. They do, you do barely know him, but it is a good tactic. So I, mean, I look was at me. One point for Carlos, or one point against Carlos. Only Adam knows who, only Adam the tech knows who the uh, actual bluffer is. So, um, Carlos, do you have anything in defense and or in offense? Uh, I mean, even though I barely know Darren, and I barely know if that's his actual name, I'm trying to remember that he is named Darren. Um, and I find his story to be a bit sus. I do find the idea that in the last five seconds, Chris finally drops the name Snyder, which is one of many pretzel company names that you could see in any convenience store. 
Oh, Bob, that's how we get. Uh, uh, so he's 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 Kaiser Sozang us. I think Chris is. <laughs> you think Chris? All right, all right. He could. He might have just watched an Adam Sandler movie to get that name or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Chris, <laughs> this is your last chance to say your piece, whatever that may be. Okay. Uh, for the record, Kaiser Sozang was a big fan of pretzels, both soft <laughs> and hard. Um, but. Um, I uh, I was a fan myself of Rowdy Roddy Piper, so I'm going to say that Darren is bluff tonight um, because uh, even though I was also a fan of Rod Serling, um, I don't think that uh, his show patterns uh, was repeated with live performances. Um, and uh, I'm, so I'm going to I'm going to say Darren's bluffing. Oh my gosh, this is the first time I think that it's always it's been everybody voted for a different person. So like everybody has one vote against them. Um, so you know what you know what it is. Then right now it's time for Adam the Tech to reveal who the bluff is and who um, is like I don't know if that means that they won. Adam, what does that mean? Oh my gosh, well, this is if they're if they're the bluff and they got away with it, they would have won. But okay. no one will have gotten away with it because everyone's been accused. Yes, everyone's It's a accused. history bluffs first. So yeah. really, this is I about the audience. Then, in that case, I would imagine then that the person who wins is the person who picked the right bluffer. <gasps> That's yes. a great idea. Yes, yes. I'm going to actually get out of the stream right now so that we can come to the last part of the show and find out. All right. Sounds good, Gina. I am going to now reveal whether it was, was the bluff Chris... Or tonight was the bluff, Darren. Or the bluff he could even have been Carlos. He, he does have pretzels. pretzels. Everyone has props but you, Carlos. Yes, everybody has props. I am going to in get He ready. has the bag of Snyder's in front get of him. Get ready. I'm going to re- the bluff this whole time has been Carlos. Yes, <laughs> it was me. It was indeed. Uh, <laughs> The man without the props. I did it. Uh, That's crazy. And you know what that means? That Darren Humphrey has won the right to win. I mean, he won the game. I'm sorry, not the right. He literally won the game. He he wins the right to win. He wins his name back. I'm going to take off the supposedly. (laughs) Supposedly, Darren. Darren, Darren, I have the same bag. To join our show next week, if you would like. I wasn't wrong. Technically, oh, a bag oh. of Snyder's right in front of them. I would like to throw this out to our audience. Who actually wins? Because Carlos is right. He didn't. Well, no, Darren guessed you. I mean, hello. Oh, Darren That's... won. But I okay. wasn't wrong in that Chris had <laughs> Snyder's right in front of him. He did okay, so, so say that. <laughs> what you're trying to say is that you were bluffing about your story, but you were not lying about your attack on the bluffer. Yes. Okay. I just as long as as long as it's clear, as long as it's clear. Um, I've been bluffing, but I was still right. Yes, you were still right, and that isn't that the most important thing to be right. Let's let's let this is a lesson type of a show, ladies and gentlemen. Always try to be right. Thanks everybody for coming and seeing History of Bluffs. Thanks to Carlos and to Darren and to Chris and Adam the Tech, and we will uh, talk with you, see you, hear you, or you're gonna hear us next week. Thank you, everybody. Tune in next time. We'll be here when we hope you join us. See you then.